The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Joyce Bender, and we are so excited about the show today. This is going to be an unbelievably great show because we have a civil rights leader that has stood, taken a stand for us. We have a statesman that is a friend now to all people with disabilities. We have, and it is honored to have, the great governor of Delaware, Jack Markell. Governor Markell, welcome to the show. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, Governor, first of all, I do want to thank you for everything you're doing to bring a national voice to, I should say, the plight that people with disabilities are going through to try to gain employment. I thought we could start by talking about your leadership for the National Governors Association and why you chose the initiative of the employment of people with disabilities. Sure. So uh, the the chairmanship of the National Governors Association is a a one-year term, and every governor gets to choose an initiative for the organization to focus on during the year that they're chair. So as you mentioned, uh, the one that the, the issue that I chose was around uh, employment uh, for people with disabilities. And uh, I know it's a somewhat unusual choice, but it was one, uh, is one that I'm passionate about uh, from having met so many people over the years uh, who have uh, one form of disability or another and who really too often are not given a fair shot uh, of employment. And I just am such a big believer that it ought to be about the ability rather than the disability, and that so many of these people uh, can do a great job if given the opportunity. Um, and, Governor, what made that happen for you? Well, it really comes back to something that happened about 10 years ago. I, I don't have somebody in my family uh, with a disability, so I don't have that personal connection. But what I do have is about 10 years ago I visited uh, what was then MBNA, now is Bank of America, uh, an important employer in Delaware, and they employed, um, they still employ hundreds of people with disabilities. And I visited the uh, one of the places where many of these people were working, met a young man who was making T-shirts. He was 25 years old, and he was very excited to have his job. And he uh, he told me how excited he was, and I said, that's great. And I said, what did you do before you got the job? And he told me that he had sat at home for six years watching TV with his parents, and 
you know, a light bulb went off in my head about the profound improvement in his quality of life. And uh, thanks to the fact that he had a, a reason to get up every day. He had a purpose. He was part of a team. He was part of something bigger than himself. He, he felt productive. He earned a paycheck. And uh, as I say, a light went off for me, and it was something I always thought about. And I realized when I became chair of the National Governors Association, we can move the needle on this issue. And I'm excited to have the chance to do so. Well, Governor Markell, um, I don't know if you realize how much you are loved by the disability community. We <laughs> are true. 54 million strong, but wow. in the United States, even that group, the 13 million who are trying to work and cannot get work, I cannot emphasize to you how much we love you and think of you because we don't have these people doing what you just said. You know, and what's more amazing is that you did this without having a child or relative with a disability. That makes it even more amazing and how you got it. You know, just from that one meeting, how you got it, that without employment, you have no dignity, you have no respect. It's so different when you can work. So, you know, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. Well, you don't. I, you don't need to thank me. I mean, the, the thanks is in the uh, the people who will have a better life because of this. And one of the other things I, I recognize, it wasn't just about the improvement in the quality of life of that young man, but it's the improvement in the quality of life of his family members and uh, and of all loved ones of people with disabilities. Because uh, you know, if, if you have a loved one who is not working and who you know doesn't feel the same a sense of belonging to a group and doesn't have that same sense of productivity, compare that with somebody who all of a sudden, you know, gets to have a job and go to work and to be part of a team. And I know it's a big improvement in the quality of life of family members as well. Well, we have with us next, who is, and he is going to join us on this call, former congressman, author of the ADA, and really the man that has fought for us forever our champion, my mentor, the great Tony Quello. Tony, are you with us? Yes, Joyce, thank you very much. And Jack, it's great to be on the show with you, too. You too, Congressman. Thank you. Um, Tony, I thought that you could talk about, as you know, we have the prestigious Tony Quello Award, a national award, that have been given to CEOs of companies such as Bayer uh, and CSC, and Senator Durbin and Congressman uh, Steny Hoyer, very prestigious national award. And this year, the recipient was Governor Markell. Uh, how did you feel about that, Tony? What did that mean to you? Well, I loved it because uh, the governor, uh, as chairman of the uh, National Governors Association, uh, gets to choose uh, what issue he wants to stress for the Governors Association, for all governors across the United States, uh, what issue he wants to pursue, and uh, uh, the governor decided that uh, he wanted to pursue employment for uh, people with disabilities. And, and uh, you know, it's a great issue to, to select, but I thought the thing that was the most uh, impressive about it is that Jack uh, doesn't have a disability, no family member with a disability. Um, he chose it as a result, uh, as, you've, uh, been, as you, all of you have heard, 
because uh, of uh, his uh, seeing somebody with a disability and what they were doing with it. And he was so impressed uh, with that that he decided to try to do something about it, um, not only in Delaware, but then try to do something about it uh, all over the country. And uh, he's uh, uh, gotten other governors from other states to follow through on that. And what he has found is that there are governors in other states uh, who have loved ones with uh, disability. One one governor uh, was raised by a mother and father who were uh, hearing impaired. Um, and uh, that governor uh, has decided to be very aggressive in, in uh, making a difference for employment for uh, those of us with disabilities. And so uh, with that, it's like uh, dropping uh, uh, a pedal in a pool of water or in a lake or whatever, and that ripple is just carrying out uh, over and over again. And uh, as a result of, of that, of that award uh, uh, and what Jack is doing, um, it's going to employ uh, people with disabilities uh, all over the United States in, in states that would not have uh, done much uh, before uh, the governor's uh, involvement. So I think that award uh, was extremely uh, well-deserved, and the impact of that uh, is going to be tremendous. So I, I was really um, uh, overwhelmed with uh, what Jack is doing and, and the impact that that will have uh, over not only this year but over the next uh, many years. So um, I was extremely, extremely pleased, Joyce, with uh, your selection of the governor. And, Tony, you know how when I go to a company, I'll go to a company such as Highmark or Bear, and I'll say, wow, you know, you're doing so much. And they'll say, oh, come on, everyone's probably doing it. No, no, everyone is not doing this. And here you, Tony, have carried the torch forever. But is it not true? This is so rare to have someone doing this for us. Well, it's extremely rare uh, because um, uh, people – uh, to a great extent, uh, uh, are always um, uh, want to be nice to those of us with disabilities, but really don't pick up the cudgel and say, well, let me make a difference in the life of people with disabilities. Um, people that they don't know, but just say, okay, you know, people with disabilities uh, want to work and want to make a difference in their life and want to make a difference in their family's life. And don't forget a job is everything for us. Uh, a job uh, gives us uh, self-pride. It gives us uh, a paycheck. It gives us an ability to provide for our families and make a difference in their lives as well. Um, and so uh, we very seldom, uh, uh, I don't know of uh, another governor who has done what Jack has done, uh, that takes the initiative and goes out there and and uh, makes this difference. And um, I know, Jack, you heard it from me before, but it really, you've got to be uh, proud of the, of the difference that you're making in the lives of uh, hundreds and now thousands of people with disabilities, and that's really great. Thank you. I think we have another caller on the line. Uh, go ahead, caller. Hello, this is Madonna. How are you, Joyce? Hey, Madonna, how are you? 
I'm wonderful. You have all my favorite people on. How cool. Yes, well, it's the favorite people of all of us. Isn't that true in the disability world? Absolutely. Well, I have a, I have a question or a point where when we're talking about um, the governor's plan, which is so cool, and his project for all the governors in the USA, which includes employment, which is, you know, we, we all know is a, is a key to people with disabilities sustaining independence is gainful employment. One of the main factors um, for people with disabilities, you know, to this, you know, preventing them from gainfully being employed, in my view, is adequate transportation. Um, and that could be in the form of the access vehicles or transportation in communities where either they're late or they don't show up and people are having a lot of problems um, getting to and from um, employment on time or being able to even stay for a meeting and not be at some uh, some transportation company's beck and call. A lot of the uh, the work that I do across country, Joyce, as you know, is working on taxi cab leg- legislation throughout the USA, and I'm thinking, you know, how do we work towards getting people with disabilities more adequate transportation uh, to be able to be able to go whenever they want, whenever they want, to their job and anywhere in their com- community? Governor, do you have a comment about that? Well, this is uh, certainly something that we're hearing uh, over and over again, uh, and it, the the answer varies. In some cases, uh, employers will provide transportation. In other cases, uh, you know, people have to avail themselves of you know, other public transit opportunities. But certainly, uh, if we want people to, uh, uh, you know, be part of a team and, and have a place to go and, and, and be productive, uh, in the workforce, for many, many of them, uh, transportation is a, is a critical uh, piece of that. It's one that uh, obviously is dealt with differently uh, in, each, in each state. But um, we're, we're very hopeful, and frankly, we're really encouraged by the uh, engagement by governors of both parties from across the country in this issue. I mean, this is really the ultimate uh, bipartisan issue. It's not Democratic. It's not Republican. Uh, cuts across all all peoples, every demographic group you can think of, and I feel especially privileged uh, that I get to build on the amazing work that people like Tony Coelho uh, have done uh, over the last uh, several decades. Uh, and um, you know, he he he's got an unbelievable story him, himself, and you know, and then you know, to work with people also like Senator Harkin and Congressman. Sessions and so many others uh, who who have been focused on this in recent years is just an incredible privilege for me. Well, Madonna, thank you so much for calling in. I will say that uh, Governor Markell is having a huge emphasis in the state of Delaware. So hopefully, you know, with his imp- impact on other governors, we'll see the same thing. But thank you so much for calling in. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Governor Markell, I know you were quite surprised when Tony spoke, when you received the uh, Tony Coelho Award. Uh, can you talk about that for a minute, the impact that had on you? Yeah, I can. Uh, and obviously I won't tell Tony's story because it's his story to tell. But uh, it was, I mean, he totally inspiring. And I've, uh, you know, I, I came home that day and told my wife and my kids about uh, Tony's story, uh, what he has accomplished. And, and one of the things that I so much respect about Tony is what he's accomplished, not about himself, 
push for other people. And I think that's what draws so many of us to public service in the first place, is to have an opportunity to make a difference in the lives uh, of other people. And so um, I just, uh, I'm very proud, by the way, Tony is, a, is now a Delawarean. Uh, and uh, that might not be something that everybody knows. He uh, served uh, uh, incredibly well out in, in the Congress from California, but now lives in, in Delaware. And, and, um, and, and proud of it, Jack. Uh, we we and we are proud that you're proud of it. So it's uh, uh, you know just he is a giant in in this in this world in this in this community, and uh, to be associated uh, with him through uh, through this award is just uh, just so wonderful. I only wish my mother were on the phone or uh, you know listening to all this today to hear all the nice things he said about me. <laughs> You, well, guess you what? It. It's totally it's it's recorded, and you it's in our archives forever. So well, she the one can thing I know it. about the one thing I know about my mom is when I give her the link, she'll be listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Tony had this impact on me. As a matter of fact, he is the person. It's not like a group of people. It is one person, Tony Quello. Uh, I too live with epilepsy, and I am just one. I am just one of many people that Tony, you know, had this impact on as a result of what he went through uh, living with epilepsy. Uh, but you're right. He makes a difference every single day. Yep. So, Governor, we have another caller on the line. Uh, I think we have Stacy on the line. Go ahead, Stacy. Hi, yeah, this is Stacey Forrest. Um, I'm actually a youth with a disability from Delaware, and I just wanted to, um, when I heard that, you know, Governor Markell and Mr. Collo were going to be on the show, I had to call in and really personally thank them for all the work that they've done, and especially Governor Markell, all the work that you've done for Delawareans with disabilities like myself. Um, that is, I can't thank you enough for all of that. So. Well, that's very nice. Where do you, where do you live? I live in Newark, near the Great. university. My my hometown, and uh, very much appreciate your your calling in. And uh, but I'm sure as uh, as Tony would tell you, uh, you know, really no thanks necessary because the uh, what we you know the, the reason that we come to work every day is to uh, is to see folks who were. Uh, uh, whose life might be a little bit better because of something that we've done. And we have a lot of work still to do, uh, but I'm really encouraged by how people have come uh, together, both within Delaware and, for that matter, across the country. And I really, really appreciate your comment. Thank you so much. I just Stacey. had to, when I saw it, I had to thank you. Thank you. Stacy was in the Bender Leadership Academy in Delaware and is a national youth leader and may I say, was so terribly bullied throughout her life and turned it around. Tell them what you do now, Stacy. Uh, well, right now um, I'm involved on the national level with the National Youth Leadership Network, um, which is a network of youth with disabilities that um, talk about youth leadership skills. And also I am in the process of starting a state chapter of that in Delaware. So that's what I do now. And I'm going well, I hope college. I have a chance to uh, hear about it from you personally sometime soon. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> Congratulations. All right. Thanks, Stacey. Thank, Thank you, you for calling in. Thank you um, so much, Ms. Bender. You're welcome. 
She is an awesome young person. You have many youth with disability in Delaware that are really on it. I know Laura Thien is one of those people, and she also was in the Bender Leadership Academy. So um, you, and, you really and, and, and have a lot of great people. And Laura helped, Laura helped me tremendously on my, uh, my two campaigns for governor. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. She is, and she graduated from the Bender Leadership Academy, and she's never stopped. That's helping great. me, keeping them in touch with me, helping other young people. Um, she, she truly is uh, a great, great individual. So, yeah. Governor Markell, how surprised were you to see the unemployment figures so shamefully high for people with disabilities? And then after that, Tony, maybe you can comment on why the heck you think this is still continuing on. So, Governor, you go first. Well, I mean, I think on the one hand it's shocking, and on the other hand it's not shocking at all, because I think as uh, uh, as, as Tony said earlier, I mean, unfortunately, people it's easy to talk, and it's uh, you know, but people sometimes don't go beyond the talk uh, to action. And what's so frustrating is that there are, in fact, so many employers who, if they understood the issue and uh, understood the context would be more than willing to give people a chance. And a big part of our initiative is to make sure we connect uh, with employers. And, uh, again, I think this idea, it almost sounds like rhetoric, but it's really not. When we focus in on the ability rather than the disability, I'm convinced we can drive that uh, unemployment rate down. Yeah, what do you I, think, I Tony? Think, I think the governor is exactly right. Uh, and I think that sometimes we need a little push. Uh, if you go back over over uh, the years, uh, 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 you go back clear to uh, President Nixon days, uh, President Kennedy, and those uh, years, the president basically had initiatives to make sure that the federal government led the way and uh, had initiatives to make sure that the government uh, uh, insisted that uh, uh, contractors and subcontractors, that's mean people that uh, uh, provided uh, airplanes, uh, paper, pencils, uh, uh, et cetera, anything that the federal government contracted or subcontractors uh, uh, contracted for with the federal government, uh, that they uh, uh, hired uh, uh, people of color, hired women, um, and, uh, and that all worked. It changed uh, the way uh, not only did these contractors and subcontractors uh, change their hiring practice, but as a result of doing that, these businesses then uh, then started hiring uh, uh, people from these categories for their own uh, 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 em employment practices. And so uh, those same laws that were passed included people with disabilities, but uh, they never got around to enforcing the laws because initially they didn't have a definition for who was able or disabled. They didn't have a definition or didn't have the census data for people who were disabled. We've got all that accomplished over the last 25 years, and, and now uh, it started off uh, with uh, President Clinton uh, and uh, put out an executive order saying that you had to hire 100,000 people with disabilities. Now uh, President Obama has uh, uh, done the same thing. But the real good news is that uh, President uh, Obama has said that uh, 
Uh, he's started a process that the all the contractors and subcontractors, it's called Section 503, but all the contractors and subcontractors uh, will have to uh, uh, hire people with disabilities, and, and there's a process that they will go through, just like did with uh, uh, these other uh, uh, groups. And that hopefully will be implemented over the next uh, uh, a couple months. And that will have a huge impact in regards to people with disabilities. And I've been working on that only for about 25 years, Jack. But yep. uh, it looks like it's going to happen in the next uh, couple of months. But uh, that will have make a huge have a huge impact. And so we're very optimistic it's going to get there. And uh, these numbers will change if that that does occur. Well, that's outstanding. Um, and you know what? Speaking of someone we just talked about, I think we have Laura on the line here. Laura, are you on the line? I am. Hello, Julius, and hello, Hi, Laura, and Congressman. How are you, Laura? I am fantastic. Good. I so, Laura, do you have a question? I had to call in to say, you know, how grateful this uh, community is uh, to have Governor Markell with his efforts uh, in the disability community. Um, you know, he's, he's the most uh, business-focused-minded person that I've, uh, you know, been able to work for, and, you know, we uh, commend him on those efforts. Well, Laura, thank you very much. for. In the interest of full disclosure, everybody should know that Laura has been on my uh, uh, campaign payroll, so uh, uh, I just—I I, I need to put that out there. But uh, well, she is uh, she, she did a wonderful job on the campaign, as I mentioned, and as a, uh, a friend, and really uh, inspires so many of us. But Laura, it was very nice of you to call in. Not a problem. And Laura, right. before you go, I just want to say you—I've known you for years, and you continue to be a great youth leader. So you keep up the good work you're doing. Thank you, Joyce. You're welcome. You know what, uh, Governor Markell, I was just thinking about that. See, what happened is five of the schools in Delaware went together, went to CSC over in the location in Delaware by DuPont over, believe it or not, 12 years ago and asked CSC to work on a transition to work for high school students with disabilities and they called me, they being CSC, and asked me to write a program. So this program turned into the Bender Leadership Academy, and that's how long we've been doing this uh, in Delaware. And our graduation is April 17th, and wow. your office is trying to get you to that graduation. All right. Well, if there's any way that I can make it, I would love to. Yes. And you know Paul Rigby is the president of the account there. So I know that you know some of the people, but more I know importantly, Paul, and I know Paul very well. This is this is, of course, the great thing about Delaware. Yes, right. Well, he is the president of the facility where we're having this graduation. But I just want to tell you that when I told those young people with disabilities that you may make an appearance at their graduation, they are already working on their attire. All right. Well, I hope I can make it. That means I better work on my attire. <laughs> I think we have another caller on the line. Jenna, are you on the line? Hi, Joyce. Hi, Jenna. This is uh, Jenna from AAPD. Hi. 
Hi. Um, I just wanted to say hi to Governor Markell and Tony. And um, I had a question for Governor Markell. Um, I wanted to say first, thank you so much for letting me interview you back in October. Um, the article I wrote all about your initiative was a huge hit. People loved it. And Great, um, thank actually, you. yeah, I had a, a follow-up question. I just wanted to know um, what what you see as your legacy when legacy when your term is up. Uh, when my NGA term is up, you mean? Yep. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, I think uh, it's it's very simple. Uh, it, I want more people with who have disabilities and who want to work to be working. And if we're successful with that, then the effort will be worth it. And if we're not successful with it, with that, then you know all of this is just a bunch of talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's sort of the. You know, it's a it's a pretty easy metric, and I want. Actually, that's not it's not quite true. So that, that's that's a that's the key one. But I also hope that we have changed the culture a little bit and changed the uh, the way of thinking about all of this, and that uh, we have, you know, a whole new generation of young people uh, with disabilities who, when they're in school, are really being prepared for employment and not just being prepared for a life on on government benefits. And I think that's really important as well. And I want um, I want employers to understand, I want taxpayers to understand that when in this incredibly competitive world that we live in, it's crazy to think that we're going to be successful as a country if we don't put everybody who wants to work to work, because everybody brings something different to the table. And if we're smart about it, we will figure out a way to tap in to the value that everybody offers, and those value, you know, that value may be different from person to person, and uh, but we've got to tap into that. And when we do, and when we really capitalize on all of the uh, the the assets and the uh, capability that everybody in society brings, then we'll be uh, a more successful, and b will be a more caring place, a more caring country. And I think that's. Uh, uh, I don't know that I can really aspire to all of that just through my initiative, but I'm hoping that this initiative will help, uh, you know, move the conversation in that direction. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for calling. Thank and you, Tony. Gregory. Thank you. You know, Tony, something that the governor alluded to that I know that you agree with is no pity. You know, we don't want. I always say we don't want pity. We want paychecks. And I too. When someone comes up to me and they say, wow, Joyce, it's wonderful what you're doing, or that was a great speech, I say, okay, fine, now hire someone. Because as Tony will tell you, we we hear about it, but, you know, it doesn't change till you hire the person. And, Tony, you are all about telling people about no pity and how we add value. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I think that the most important thing is, is that, uh, those of us in the disability community, um, you know, we want to contribute. Um, uh, I've told now four different uh, presidents of the United States that uh, we uh, uh, basically are different than uh, the able-bodied in that uh, we want to pay taxes. Uh, most yeah. people don't want to pay taxes. We want to pay taxes because uh, that means we have a job and we're contributing. Um, and uh, 
Uh, and that means we have our, our self-pride and, and uh, not only for ourselves, but for our family and, and so forth. And, and that's a huge difference. And, and, uh, but we want people to give us a chance. Uh, and I always say this, uh, give us a chance to fail. But if you don't give us a chance to succeed, we can never fail. Uh, but give us that chance. Give us a chance to be fired. Give us a chance to fail. Um, and you're going to see that we can be a huge success, not only for ourselves, but for you. Uh, but you've got to give us that chance. And so um, I, I, don't, I tell employers all the time, um, look at uh, one of the things that people misinterpret is that they don't think they can fire us. I say, yes, you can. Uh, when I wrote the ADA, I made sure you had that right to fire us. Um, we we don't uh, we don't want anything different uh, than anybody else, but we want the same thing that everybody else has: uh, the right to uh, to work, the right to be fired, the, the right to to have pride in ourselves and in our country, just like everybody else. So true. And you know what, uh, Governor Antony, uh, I know, Governor, we're arranging at some point here to take you to visit the National Security Agency yes. as they uh, have worked with me for years, and they hire all of these people with disabilities to work uh, in IT, linguistics, engineering, all these areas, which I always say, okay, I don't get it now. The NSA, well, you have to go through a lifestyle polygraph test before you're even hired with their standards. They're hiring people with disabilities. What? You can't hire someone at a bank to be in an entry-level accounting role? You know, something's wrong here with this picture. But I, when I interviewed Harvey Davis, who is uh, an executive there that was a leader in this whole uh, campaign, as others were at uh, NSA, but whenever he was interviewed and we said, well, hey, this is amazing. You know, the NSA, look what you're doing. You're hiring people, and this seems so difficult for the other federal agencies, you know, to know how to do it, what you need to do, what training you need. Hey, Harvey, what did you do in order for this to work? And this was his answer. It was because we wanted to. It's all about that culture and that attitude. That's it, because we wanted to. Yep. And really, that says it all, meaning if you really want to do this, you can do it. If you really want to do it, you don't have to build these castles in the air of what you have to do to get it done. But, I mean, to work for them is unbelievable. Uh, so, to your point, you're right on with what you've been saying. Now, Governor Markell, you and Tony Quello have to be the most dynamic duo of all time, even more than Batman and Robin. So I, and I won't say who is who, but I wanted to ask you how the two of you, and Tony, of course, I want you to comment on this, could work together to continue, even after the NGA uh, position, how could you continue to make this a national initiative? Well, let, let me say first, I would, I'm always ready to play uh, Robin to uh, Tony's Batman. There's no, no question about it. I am uh, truly, I mean, the, the work that we're doing, uh, we are so much further ahead than we would be if Tony hadn't done the work that he did uh, when he was in Congress and, and, and the work that he's done uh, since then. So 
I mean, I think the the good news is because of the work that he did, that Senator Harkin did, that Congressman Sessions and others have done, uh, there is a national framework here. And now what we've got to do is we've just got to we've got to build on that foundation. And I think the work that I'm doing, you know, will help uh, do it at the state level. But we've just we've got to keep the visibility up. And I think that uh, you know, there's a role for people like Tony and me to play. But in the end, the way that these kinds of things are sustainable is because there's you know, a, a, a very, uh, you know, large and growing and vocal group of advocates who say this is important, this is going to continue to be important, and we're not going to stop, and we're going to keep this as a, you know, keep this on everybody's radar screen. So I certainly uh, look forward to continuing uh, this work uh, well past my time as the, uh, the chair of the NGA, and I think Tony is a model for how to do so. Well, I agree with what Jack just said. Um uh he uh he will continue to play a role in public policy uh as the governor and his uh uh relationships with uh other governors once he uh, no longer is chair uh will, will continue to have an impact and and once he lit the spark uh other governors uh now uh uh, are interested in pursuing this. I mean, I, I think that that what he did was to take uh, uh, the disability cause uh, and made it attractive for uh, governors all over the country to say, you know, I can do that. Um, you know, I hadn't thought of that. You know, I, I can do that. I can make an impact in my state. Um, and and there, uh, as uh, the governor will say, they. Uh, they're so, they're interested in this and find it uh, very rewarding. Uh, you know, with a budget, uh, they've had to cut back in in the past in a lot of programs. The revenues are are turning around in a lot of the states, uh, but they've had to make cuts and so forth. But uh, all of a sudden, they see in Jack's initiative that there's something positive they can be doing uh, for people with disabilities that can have a ripple effect in their states that they hadn't thought of before. And Jack started all that. And so uh, this initiative that he started <coughs> can keep going uh, because a lot of these governors uh, uh, have family members, have friends, have next-door neighbors uh, that reminds them this is something that they personally can do, and it really doesn't cost them any money. It's just the will to do it. And so uh, this is something that he has started that will continue. Uh, as for me, um, I'm, I, I, it's, it's just something that um, is in my blood, is my ministry, is my passion. Um, until uh, uh, I go to, uh, you know, to my, uh, my future place, uh, I'm going to be committed to doing it. Um, and so, Joyce, I don't know um, when that'll be, but for many years, I intend to keep pushing and shoving and, and speaking up and trying to uh, make sure that uh, people in government and people in, on the private side uh, uh, hire people with disabilities, because I think um, the ADA was the right thing to do in order to get our our basic rights, uh, and that's been accomplished, and 
and we're trying to make sure that we get that done internationally now with a treaty. But uh, the employment issue is, in effect, in my view, just as significant as the ADA. Um, we've got to make the breakthroughs there, and if we can get uh, what I call 503 done, that'll be as significant as the ADA. So there's a lot to be done yet. It's exciting to see the progress that has been made, but it takes advocates uh, like you and a lot of others to uh, keep those of us that uh, have uh, public policy roles to uh, keep our feet to the fire to get it done. Yes. Well, Tony, you can't go anywhere till you're 100, so you have a ways to go yet. <laughs> I think we have two callers on the line right now, and I'm going to take both of them since, yes, in some ways they have something in common. We have Judy and Phil on the line. Oh, my God. Hi, Joyce. Hi, Hi Phil. Hi, Governor. Good to Hi. talk with you. Hello. Am I on? Yes, you're both on. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Phil. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say uh, it's an honor to to be on this show and to speak with you, Governor, particularly on this show, because uh, not only because of its host, but because of the people who are who are uh, featured today in Joyce's show. I just all all the things that you already know about Joyce and Tony um, really have expanded across the country and around the world, and, and I, I serve as president and CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation currently, uh, but more importantly than that, I'm a father of a 26-year-old uh, son who has epilepsy, and the most important thing for him in his life to be able to live the American dream is to have the freedom that comes with employment and that your work on behalf of people with disabilities uh, is really going to be a legacy that lasts uh, a long, long time. But I just wanted to tell you that particularly your work in helping people find employment who have disabilities uh, is truly remarkable. And from a family perspective, I'm sure you've seen the impact that a job can have on a person's life uh, you know, who has a disability, and in my son's case, uh, it's made all the difference. And I just wanted to, to not only commend you and thank you for your work, but tell you it's an honor to know you and to, to be in the uh, presence of someone who's been helping our organization as well, with Tony Coelho and Joyce Bender, both past chairs of our board, and Judy Painter, who's won Executive of the Year mm -hmm. and, and has done remarkable work uh, for people with epilepsy in her community. It's, it's an honor to be with you all today. Well, thank, thank you. you. I mean, I really appreciate the uh, the comment, and uh, you know, needless to say, um, I agree with everything you just said about uh, uh, Tony and, and Joyce, and, and and to the larger point about the impact uh, on families. Um, you know, I'm a parent. I've got a 20 uh, year old and a 17 year old, and um, you know, I've got uh, you know all the worries and aspirations for and about them that every parent does. And I think uh, I, one of the things that has most inspired me about this whole journey on this issue for NGA are all the people that I've met. Uh, and as I say, they come from every walk of life. Uh, they could be rich. They could be not so rich. They could be, um, you know, from every demographic group. But so many of them have come up to me and say, you know, thanks for doing what you're doing because I've got a kid. And then they, and then they tell me their kid's story. 
And, uh, you know, we, there's something that we, all of us as parents share, which is we want our kids to go as far as they can possibly go. And uh, I'm just I'm really hopeful that this initiative will help, you know, so many uh, kids and their parents uh, across the country. But I appreciate you saying something. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. You are a giant in this country. Thank you so much for helping us with epilepsy. Thank you, Joyce. And I think we have the diva of Pittsburgh on the line. Hello. How are you? Hi, Judy. Hi, um, Joyce and Congressman Coelho and Governor Markle. Um, it's so exciting to listen to this program today. Uh, Governor Markle, I had uh, uh, happened to Google you and, and read your biography, and which is quite impressive, and I'm hoping that you can move to Pennsylvania and run for governor. <laughs> There's a opening in 2014, and we need people like you with your leadership. Um, you, and and I can see that you're on as many boards as Joyce and 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 uh, and and Tony. Uh, you you serve your community well, and uh, I'm I, I can't thank you enough for the things that you've done for uh, people with with uh, disabilities. I personally am the director of the Epilepsy Foundation in Western Central Pennsylvania, and we certainly need more people like you in government to help us along. I think one of the things I'm most impressed about you is that you have a goldfish that's five years old. I certainly do. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but I don't get any of the credit. My wife gets the credit for that. She changes the water. <laughs> oh, she does, on a daily basis. Yeah, pretty almost. <laughs> well, thank you for everything you do, and, and Phil also, thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you. And Judy, thank you for what you're doing. Judy, it's great to hear you. Great to hear you, uh, Tony, and uh, and I agree with Joyce. You both have to live to be a hundred, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll Please. be there watching from heaven, hopefully. <laughs> or Thanks, Judy. Thank you for calling in. All right, thank you so much. Bye bye. Thank you all. Um, well, you know what, Governor Markell, we can't even take all the calls coming in. How about that? I guess this nice. you get the point of what I meant about the impact that you and Tony are having uh, in this country. So, Governor Markell, here you are doing all these unbelievably great things, but you know it always starts somewhere. Everyone has a role model. So that's my question. Who, who was your role model? You know, I think it was probably my mom and dad, uh, my my. Mom was a social worker. Uh, my father uh, was an accountant, and uh, I like to think I inherited a little bit from both of them. I understand the business side, but I've also got the uh, uh, the people side. And uh, in government these days, that's not a bad thing to have. So I had uh, wonderful parents. My mom's still alive. My dad died uh, almost four years ago. And uh, I also had a wonderful uh, brother and sister. They were seven and five years older than me, so they uh, they always took very good care of me, and so I think it's uh, as in most things in life, it's um, you know, it's, it's not that complicated. Often, not always, but often comes down to family, and that's what it did for me. And you know, I just realized, Tony, I don't know if I ever asked you that question. No, you didn't. How about yeah. that? Who was your role model? My high school superintendent, uh, who um, encouraged me to um, um, every day. When I went to school after milking cows, he um, had made sure I had study hall as my first period, and my first period was spent uh, 40 minutes in his office, 
um, talking to me, encouraging me to uh, go on to college and um, and believing in myself. And um, and he became my best friend and, and all through college uh, when I would come home to small town uh, Central California from Los Angeles, I would go visit him and um, he kept on encouraging me to move on and dream the big dream and and not to let um, people stop me from dreaming the big dream. My family and I did not get along that well because of a lot of things, but uh, he he was like my father and so forth. And then my other role model was Bob Hope, who convinced me I should go into public service. But the two of them were the ones that encouraged me to dream big and to believe in myself. So those were my role models. Wow. Wow, those – I didn't know about that superintendent. See, I learned something new about you all the time, Tony. <laughs> hey, Governor Markell, lucky you mentioned your mother because she's going to be listening to this show. That's remember? right. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Governor Markell, both of you, Tony, we'll start with you, Governor. You've already accomplished so much in your life. Wow, look what you've done already. Governor, NGA chair, all these other wonderful things in your background – but if you had to single out one thing as your greatest accomplishment, what would it be? Uh, I'd have to say my kids. Uh, and I can't take uh, sole uh, credit for that, I mean, with my wife, obviously. But I think, um, uh, you know, we're, we're always all on a journey. I don't really think much about uh, life's accomplishments. You know, maybe there will be a day, uh, hopefully, you know, many years off when I can think about that. Um, but, it, you know, at this point, you know, you, you wake up every day and you say, how can I be the best person I can be? And certainly nothing's more important uh, than waking up every day and saying, how can I be a good father? And uh, I've got two wonderful uh, kids, as I mentioned, they're 20 and, and 17. And uh, I just, it's, it's hard to imagine that I could have, uh, that there's anything more important in life than, than them. Well, that is wonderful. And I'm not surprised by that answer, to tell you the truth. Uh, how Thank about you, you Tony? Uh, mine will be a different twist um, in that uh, it was uh, not committing suicide uh, because I would not have uh, enjoyed uh, the family that I uh, have, um, my uh, kids and grandkids. I would not have uh, been able to uh, enjoy um, making a difference in people's lives that I've had the privilege of of, uh, of having, um, but not um, being able to um, um, live the wonderful life I've lived. Um, but that was um, being able to go through that experience and and turn turn myself around. Um, that was um, a major significant accomplishment for me. And you're just lucky you did that. That makes me mad even thinking about it. We're all lucky. We are. We are all lucky. Look at the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act. Think how many people throughout the world you have changed. I mean, you know, you are a history maker. Uh, And just as Governor Markell has alluded to so many times, you are a person that just has done so much. And may I tell you, Governor, 
you know, I know Tony extremely well, and he is one of the dearest people in the world to me. And I want to tell you, he lives this 24 by 7. He's not one of these people that, you know, in front of the media or at certain times they say these things. He lives it 24 by 7. I can That's probably not a surprise to you. No, I could, I could tell. Thank you, Joyce. Well, Governor, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I think I'd probably pick up on what Tony uh, just said. I mean, to the extent that there are people who are listening today who are in a uh, a bad place and who feel like uh, they're alone, who feel like uh, they don't have a lot of hope, I, I want you to know that there are a lot of us who believe in you and that there are a lot of us who are going to work as hard as we possibly can and as, and as intelligently as we possibly can uh, to make sure that uh, you've got more opportunities. So, you know, we'll do what we can. You've got to do what you can. And, uh, uh, you know, that's in the end. That's really how you make progress. And thank you so much for saying that, Governor, because when I speak to all these young people with disabilities, some of them, sadly, that have attempted suicide as a result of bullying, I'm going to be telling them, you, Governor, have their back. Thank you. And so does Tony. Tony definitely has their back because he's spoken to young people everywhere um, that, you know, have gone through such a tough time living with epilepsy. But it's wonderful to hear that from you, and I know that you mean it. Yep. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Governor Markell and Tony, for being with us today. You're welcome, well, th- Joyce. It's th- great th- to be with you. And, Jack, yeah, was- particularly, it's great to be with you. Well, likewise, and uh, thank you both for the uh, opportunity, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Okay. All right. Well, we went in every show with a quote by someone that is a leader in this country that has truly impacted so many lives. The quote today, the bottom line is that there are so many people with disabilities who have the time, the talent, and the desire to make meaningful contributions to interested employers. Now, what matters is what you have to offer, said the great governor, Jack Markell. <laughs> this, is, this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.